Hello and welcome to episode 57 of Zion's Finest. In this episode, I am joined by Isaac Borno, who's going to give us a rundown of how he did at World. Spoiler alert, Isaac is really, really good. He wasn't able to take home the trophy. That distinction belongs to Luke Sykes, but... Isaac did really well, as we all knew he would, with his Han Rangers, and he'll give a rundown in the report. Isaac also, so Isaac's real last name is Borno. I call him Isaac Cajo. I don't know if I've actually ever referred to him as Isaac Borno, because that's how he goes by, that's what he goes by on the forums. And because I'm from Hoytsville, where pretty much everybody has a nickname, um, Isaac came with a nickname, which was just so convenient, so I just always call him either Isaac Cajo or Cajo. But, you know, in order to clear up the confusion, there is not an Isaac Cajo and an Isaac Borno who are both young wonderkins destroying the IA meta in England. There's just one. So that should both comfort and scare you. <laughs> anyway, um, so the news is, I mean, there has been a lot of crazy things happening. CT was recently spoiled on the FFG website. I assume everybody is aware of that. And if you're not, you should go check it out. They have also, FFG has announced uh, the new map rotation. We actually, we thought it was going to be Lothal because Lothal dropped... Oh, what was that? A few weeks ago, and everyone on the Slack channel, we've been analyzing it without having access to the actual map or knowing what the mission is. Brett Kelly, our resident um, North American champion for who knows how long, let's see if he can defend his crown, hates Lothal with a fire of 10,000 suns because it's too big. And if you join the Slack channel, you will have uh, access to some amazing rambling. So, no, not rambling. Sorry, Brett, I didn't mean to say that. I meant to say concise, erudite, on-point criticism. That is exactly what you'll see. But now with Tarkin being released, we've been analyzing that. I've been a little skeptical, I think is the word. I don't like the idea of more dice on the table, but there's lots of things going on with it, and it actually is an interesting map, and honestly, I have really not been a fan of Nelhada for a long, long time. I've been playing melee people pretty much since forever, and so Nalhada has just been this permanent anchor on my list. I guess when I was running the old box, I had Lando and Jin, but they're not long-range fighters, and so I've not enjoyed Nalhada, so it'll be nice to see that rotating out. Those are all the things we've been talking about on the Slack channel. There's no other news as of yet. We're waiting for a more um, serious state as to when Lothal is getting dropped. We thought it was going to be in the next month or so the box is going to be dropped because we thought Lothal was going to be coming in around that time, but it doesn't appear that that is going to be the case. It looks like we got an email, and I think they announced it on their Twitter, FFG did, that we're going to be getting a tournament regulation drop next month. So that's when um, Tarkin will rotate in and Nalhada will rotate out. And then we expect that probably three-ish months after that is when Lothal is going to drop in. I mean, assuming that FFGOP doesn't really want to accelerate their rotation schedule, which honestly I hope they don't because Moss Eisley is such a great map. And it's very, very well balanced. It's small, and it will be the only small map in the rotation um, when, well, I guess Tarkin's not huge, but it's, I mean, it's, it's not tiny. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what's going on. But anyway, uh, join us on the Slack channel by sending an email to zionsfinestia at gmail.com and support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash zionsfinest. Let's turn it over to Isaac and see how he did. Hello, this is Kenny Brown, and I am joined by Isaac Borno. Hello, hello. Isaac is back to give us a, another amazing podcast episode. This episode is going to be two parts. The first part is going to be his European Championships report. Because we all know that Isaac is the prodigy who will soon be the world champion, we have got, <laughs> we, we have got many things to learn from this awesome report. 
Isaac, obviously, he's going to describe how he did very, very well. But what I really want to do with this episode is we're going to get into a discussion of Han Rangers on Usker Entertainment Center. As most of us who are dedicated listeners know, Isaac has done very, very well with his Han Rangers, both in his local and apparently global meta. So I, I would really like to pick his brain about that because it seems to me as I've thought more and more about Usker Entertainment Center that it seems like there are lots of problems presented by that map specifically for lists like Han Rangers that don't have um, the tempo swing of Blaze of Glory or Son of Skywalker or something like that. And those of us who watched the World Championship game between uh, DT and Greg, I know that obviously Greg is a really good player and he played it really well, but it seemed like there was just this ticking time bomb, right? As soon as DT got Blaze of Glory and had, you know, negation in hand, it seemed like there was a lot of things he could do to make Greg's life really, really hard. And so I'd like to I'd like to pick Isaac's brain. We can talk about what we can do, what Han Ranger players can do, and what players playing against Han Rangers can exploit in terms of taking care of business on Usku. So that's what we're going to get into. But first off, Isaac, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be back. We love having you. Your your previous episode was a smash hit, so, and I know this one's going to be a really good one as well. Let's just dive straight into your uh, Euro Championship report. Give us the list. Give us any. I know you're going to talk a little bit about um, some of the one change, at least, you made to your command deck, <laughs> but uh, let's just dive right into it. Awesome. All right. So at Heroes, I ran my Han Rangers Triple Smuggler build. The, if you're not familiar with it, it's the one without R2. Instead, I have Bounce of the Force and High Command. Uh, the idea of the list is that I gain the same, the exact same card draw, just half a round later than everyone else, and the and the consistency of my cards is better. Um, so at the HP Championships, I. Went 4 0 in Swiss, ended 8th, and then made it to the top, top 16, where I was unfortunately eliminated. Let me, uh, let me ask before you, uh, before you dive into it you've got Balance of the Force. What yes. are the extra three points worth of cards that you're bringing into your command card deck? Uh, that is Heart of Freedom and okay. my all time favorite command card, uh, which I've forgotten the name of now In the Shadows. In the Shadows, thank you. Uh, in I can shows. I cannot forget you've made it famous. <laughs> that well that that is my hope. It is the most, in my opinion, the most underrated command card in the game. Um, okay, because it will just do so much. It can it can literally stop. In my opinion, it's better than on the lamb. On the lamb is <laughs> on the lamb is really really good, but there is no. The, the most amazing moment in the game, you might think that the Wombo combo is amazing or Han's triple tap with On the Lamb activate, next round activate is amazing. There's, an, there's no feeling better than when you have In the Shadows and Call the Vanguard at the start of the same round. Mm. You just know, okay, Han, goodbye, because there's no chance of return <laughs> fire. There's, there, there is, if, and if On the Lamb's gone, he is just such a mercy. Um, yeah, indeed. And just like I said last time, it, even against an imperialist, you could protect a smuggler from Vader's force choke, which is, mm. you know, could be the difference between a six-point swing with if he's on a stash or something. Absolutely. I mean, I, I do really, really, really like the the value that a single point card can give you, especially in a Han Rangers list, because all of your major players can use it, and that's a big deal. Exactly. Awesome. And then, uh, obviously, Heart of Freedom, a card that I have taken a much 
a much larger shining to recently. That's a great card. The healing is good, but I have found that that those movement points, yeah, man alive, they can just be amazing. <laughs> exactly. Um, it, it's basically a, I usually use it for a two point uh, a two point fleet footed. That is how yeah, I most most likely use it. Uh, sometimes I will use it just for the health or. Very often I will use it if someone toxic darts Han. It is just... Mm. Han without his... A weakened Han is a dead Han. It's <laughs> just... Absolutely. Just quickly. <laughs> if you have toxic darts in your hand and IG, then if you just look at Han, he's going to fall apart. Absolutely. That's a great point. And not only that, it also severely um, impairs his Han's offensive ability, right? Losing yeah. that surge is a big, big deal. For sure. It takes his maximum damage from... I mean, it's like it's, it only takes its maximum damage from uh, seven to six, but still, most likely, it's going to take it from seven to five. Yeah, that's a great point. And I mean, even that is being a little bit optimistic. Realistically, if you're weakened, if you get four damage out, you should be feeling pretty good about yourself. Oh yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Awesome. So um, let, let's let's do a little bit in terms of you know, obviously, you placed eighth made top 16 that's awesome give us a little bit of an overview of your swiss how did swiss go all right um so basically i won round one which was against a good friend of mine craig who was running han chewy dracata which was suddenly an interesting demo because like i i've played against han dracata lists i know what you take out first which spoiler alert is dracata um i've played han chewy lists where there's, where there's the same debacle of who do you take out and the answer is chewy Um, then having all three in one list is weird I'll just tell you right now it's weird (laughs) Um, because that's 30 points dedicated to three figures Uh, I'm not sure what the rest was I think he had one smuggler one smuggler deluxe care package um, and then a few a few more yeah, see that's, a, see, that's the problem if, you run, if you're running Han, Chewy, Dracada. If you're running the Deluxe Care pack, pack, that puts you at 39. So, realistically, you got to drop, like, Hera, I suppose, and then just toss in two Smugglers. And even still, you're only at seven activations. Maybe it is okay to just do six. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, there was this, this, so, this was the Control Stashes mission on Use Crew. Um, so what they did interestingly at the Europeans is that how they went through map, uh, they went through one map at a time. So around one and two we used crew, three and four were oh, Nalhata, yeah, and four and five were Isley. So it, it was a very inter- interesting mechanic which I really really enjoyed. Yeah, I like that. Um, so yeah, um, so, so basically, um, in short. Um, he mispositioned with his uh, Drac- it was either his Dracata or Chewy I feel like it was Dracata and what he did was he pl- left Dracata at the end of round one um, right by the booth he left it at the top right back of the booth that then meant that I could move a smuggler um, so if I sorry, I started at the bottom zone he started at the top, obviously Um so what I did was I moved Han one two three four into that lovely lovely little crevice on the left side by the right by my yep. door so that I could shoot yep. his Dracata and obviously I was focused. But then I also moved a smuggler into the space just one space right of him. That meant that Han can just shoot everything he wishes, pretty much throughout the entire map. But they have to kill a smuggler to get him. And with my opponent having a list with three attacks around. He does not want to start shooting smugglers. No, absolutely not. 
Um, and even though that could have gotten me another two points, maybe I didn't body block with him. Maybe I just took a crate. But I'm pretty sure that. But it was it, it was one of the two. And, and in hindsight, I would have put a smuggler there if. Um, and it, yeah, from there it went downhill because it was like end of round hand shot plus focused call the vanguard killed Drakata. I, I was able to stay, step back so that as soon as he exposed himself even a little, he just died. And that, yeah, that was round one. Yeah, just hemming him in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have found that Drakata eats rangers alive, but the problem is, is that if you've got low activation count, it's really tough because you can't put Drakata in a position where he has to eat an entire round worth of, you know, focused, assassinating rangers, right? You have to be very, very careful you have to be very, very careful with Dracada's approach. She can do so much damage to rangers, but I mean, you you should be very, very careful about risking her if they've like if they have not played cards. If they've got focus rangers and they have not played their hunter cards, that is not where you want to make a trade with Dracada. I have found. Oh no, for sure, exactly. Awesome. All right, so you win round one. Yes. Uh, on to round two, which is the carrier droids on Uscrew. So here I played against James. Or at least I'm pretty sure your name is James. I'm sorry if I messed this up. Um, um, he and both he and Craig are from the UK scene, um, so I wouldn't and call them locals. I don't think they're Londoners, but um, in in the European Championships they count as locals. <laughs> yes, indeed, that's right. Um, so what he was running was Han Rangers Gen Edition uh, with only one smuggler, which is okay. um, an interesting list. Um, so he had the top side out at the bottom. Um, this came down to uh, a bit of luck on my side. Um, Jin was only hitting three accuracy nearly for every attack, which, spoiler alert, was one attack. Um, <laughs> and my smugglers. In the courier droid mission, smugglers are just a pain in the ass to your opponent. My favorite, yeah. this is actually, and I didn't think it would be, but... Courier Droids and Uscrew is my favorite map, just because it allows my smugglers to be these positioning jerks. <laughs> yeah, it, even though they're not going to get you objective points, you're, you, then you don't need to worry about them getting objective points, right? you just got to worry about them eating up attack. Exactly. Um, so what I did was I started in the bottom zone again. Um, basically, I put one smuggler on my terminal, and the, the other two smugglers um, on the just just one space above the cross section by the door. Um, and he loaded up all his figures in his middle with no body blockers. So it was like, okay, yeah, you open that door, I'll open mine, and you'll get to shoot my smugglers. If you kill him, I'll move my other smuggler in the way, and then I'll just take pot shots. Well, not, not even pot shots, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's literally five spaces away. If Because if I stand just to the left and right of those smugglers, I have super safe spots there. There's no way he can get to me without killing the smugglers unless he has marksmen. Which, yeah, which of course, in a gin list, I've seen a lot of gin lists include marksmen just for the sake of she can just be such a problem if she has marksmen. Um, yeah. Yeah. Long story short, uh, I my smugglers lived through far too many attacks. I dodged a lot. He missed range a lot, and it was like mm. he, he took two attacks to kill one smuggler, uh, mm. and then on my next activation, I'll just okay, I'll run my other smuggler back there. <laughs> so you basically. Maybe lost me a card, but I'll just, you know, move 3 of there after you focus someone, so... And then Han did serious work when uh, Jin ran around 5 and shot him. I, I had on the lamb in my hand, and I was thinking, yeah, well, if he does make accuracy, I'll just on the lamb. Which, yeah. which you can't. 
Um, so that's something I misplayed. It cinematically only hit three accuracy, and then I returned fire, one shot at her. I then moved Aww. for played a, played a card or something, one shot at the range. <laughs> it was it was glorious. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness! But yeah, it, it was um, it was such a fun game because um, positioning was positioning is so key in new scrutroids. There is no objectives Absolutely. to think about. There is yeah. the perfect positioning wins on this map, and that that, that is why I love it. It is all about getting the favorable trades. Exactly. Round three is Paula Boyle. If you don't know him, he is... Oh, yes. Yeah, he is the second place finisher at the UK National Championships 2017. Um, he is a great player. Um, I played him at uh, the... I played him at Nationals, and he beat me. He annihilated me. Um, so what <laughs> so, so what, he, what what I played then was uh, Double Rangers two smugglers um the wood he ran was luke it, it was a f five or six activation rebelist um so it was luke obi rangers hera gideon but he is he's so practiced with that list and it is amazing what he can do with it um so going up against him i was i was a little scared and a little not scared because on one hand um, I, was, I went yeah and this was nell hutter um reigning freight so it's like, Han is better than Luke on average, but it's Han against Luke on Nal Hutter, which is, is a good trailer for me. Absolutely. Uh, plus, I had faced him in the, well, what you would call finals, in the uh, warm-up tournament the day before, where I went 3-0. Um, so I, I wasn't, I was worried, but not too scared. Um, so basically what happened, his range is um, either top zone, unfortunately. So his range is to out one of my ranges, round one. And then also round one, because um, I was able to shoot Luke and do six damage with my rangers. Oh no, that, that was later. So what Luke did was he moved eight with four speed. Um, okay. I, I think it was with four speed. Um, but he attacked my, my smuggler on the stash and killed him. I then proceeded okay. to just shoot Luke for all he was worth. Um, two focused ranger shots did... And one of them was priority targeted eight damage. Oh my gosh. Uh, but then the disgusting part was he had, for one, because I had positioned carefully so that if he was going to get me, he couldn't move attack attack. He needed to move five. Um, positioning is very vital to me. Um, uh, basically, when I see a map, um, and this is, not, this is not just to... This is not to boost my own ego. It's, it's just an observation. Um, I do have a sense of just... Or automatically, without even thinking about it, I'm just tracing, okay, so one, one down, two across, one down, two across, you can't see me, one down, three across, one down, three across, you can't see me, you have four speed, yeah. okay, let's say you have urgency, can you do it? Okay, you can, then let's move one up. It's like, just those small decisions are constantly ticking, ticking. Um, basically, back to the actual game, uh, what he was doing was he had um, Son of Skywalker and Heart of Freedom. <laughs> Round one. Which is not yeah. where you want to be. So he took out an, no. so he uh, easily took out uh, a ranger, which I didn't want. Uh, next round, I lucked. Yeah, uh, sorry, go but ahead. losing. I mean, burning son of Skywalker and heart of freedom for a ranger and for a ranger and a smuggler, right? And that Luke has still got some pretty heavy damage on him. I don't think that's quite the kind of trade you want to make. Yeah, but the problem though is he's got three perfectly positioned rangers and. And a Luke uh, in my midst versus one true. Ranger and Han. 
And that's true. So how much damage does Luke have on him at this point? Uh, six. He's going from eight to two. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry. Oh, eight, so you six. only got the you only got the one eight damage shot on him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, oh, yeah. It okay, wasn't for... each attack did eight damage. No, no. no. Uh, it was okay. and both yes. attacks together did eight. Um, okay. And then I started with initiative, which let me use Heart of Freedom, because um, I wanted to move five right to the back spot of my de- deployment zone and then shoot Luke, just so he couldn't double-tap me. Um, luckily it didn't. He went up to some other shenanigans. Long story short, at the end of the game, it was Han and a Ranger versus three Rangers. Um, and then I needed 12... I needed four points to... No, I need seven points to win. He needed 12. So he needed to kill Han, which was not impossible because he was exposed, and pick up a crate. I needed to kill a range and pick up two crates. Um, one ranger shot Han, who was focused. Um, he assassinated, did six damage. I had on the lamb in my hand, so I knew, okay, okay. Um, you can take the one. Exactly. And then I return fired. With positioning, I did seven damage. <laughs> It was brutal. It's like that is brutal. an unfocused Han does seven damage against a ranger. It, it's crazy. Um, which yes. then one shot of the ranger, which meant the next attack, I could yep. just on the lamb into the safe spot on my activation. I'll pick up two crates, uh, two crates, and win. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was pretty crazy. But I'm in, I'm impressed that Paul was able to make it that close. Yeah, he he is a really really strong player. Um, he he, he did make uh, a small mistake in our game. Um, in the warm-up where he thought I'd used all my smugglers we were on uh, um, he thought I'd used all my hug- all my smugglers so he moved his Obi-Wan straight up to my door my oh smuggler opened the door and then my focus weak ways taught me to peace <laughs> yes indeed that is that is how that tends to go indeed awesome alright so you're 3-0 oh. round 4 yeah so round 4 I played Oscar the second place finisher for the European Championships. Oh, indeed. Uh, and, a spoiler alert, I won this. Um, so then when the final came, I was in a win-win situation. If Luke won, then it was then it's a good friend of mine wins the European Championships. If Oscar won, then I'm the one person he lost to the entire tournament, which is... <laughs> that, that, that is a good feeling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, so what happened... Let's see. Right. What, what was his list? Um, so his list was Han Rangers R2 edition. There were a lot okay. of Han Rangers. I think that nine of the top 16 to, did, were Han Ranger triple smuggler builds. And didn't he have the... It's the nine activation Han Ranger, so he's got R2, and instead of having Rebel High Command, he's got an extra Alliance smuggler. Exactly. I think that I was the only one running the High Command version. I th- there might have been one guy who was running the High Command version um, as well. So being against a nine activation on Rangers is scary because they're going to get the last activation. Especially when you're on the top zone. Yes, indeed. Um, so something I've learned from these two games on Alhata is if you're in the top zone and you're against Han Rangers and you're running Han Rangers, you have to expect to lose a Ranger round one. If you can just do that okay. without getting phased, you're in a good position because your opponent will get, oh, yeah, I, I just killed a Ranger and you can't see me. But you're like, okay, well, I was planning for this. I was expecting you to kill a Ranger. I know that's done. Now it's my turn. If you can just expect yeah. that trade to come because you can't bloody... Yeah. You can't body block as I found out because I, like, uh, moved up a Ranger with Gideon and moved up a Smuggler to body block him. It's like two focused Rangers. It's like they're going to tear through the Smuggler and then they're going to tear, tear through... Um, your 
your ranger. So what you could do is just run them to because something that I think I think Jonathan taught me, but he had learned it from TT, is that if you go to the left side, the top left side, then there's uh, a bit of a crevice, and with yep. with a smuggler standing just one space to the left of that, you can load all of your rangers there so that they can't be shot. Of course, that just leads yep. into the same problem where they can e- he can easily just shoot the smuggler and then the rangers, but then he's you know dedicated to the left side, so Han can really play around with that. Yeah, and it's not only that. Jonathan was the one who talked about that, actually. I, th- I don't know. I might have misattributed that previously. But yeah, Jonathan talked about that. And the interesting thing about that is it, it is true that they can shoot through the ranger and start shooting into – or they can shoot through the smuggler and, and start shooting your rangers. But in order to do that, they have to oh, – they cannot then get their rangers back into cover, right? Yes. So if they're going to do that, then those rangers are going to be sitting out waiting for Han to come kill them. So I actually really, really, really like that. For sure. And especially if they don't go after them and they stay to the middle, from from those three spots, I can get – I can see that middle. There's those supposedly unreachable spots. It, 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 does, it, it doesn't matter what map it is. Daniel Taylor always manages to break every map. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, um, uh, but yeah, back to the uh, to the game. Um, so I again lost a range around one, which at this point I was like, "All right, fair enough. It looks like that happens if you start with the top zone." Um, yeah. So the, a super vital point in the game was that round one, I moved on to the um, to the safe-ish crevice. Um, so it's like there's the two by two where you could go into the uh, bottom right corner to be safe. I went to the bottom left corner so that he couldn't shoot me from a lot of his spaces, but I could still shoot downwards to his harm. And then he used his smuggler. And then was he was supposed... Was, in his head, he was thinking that he was going to body block um, uh, his harm so that I couldn't shoot his harm, but he was still getting the stash. Instead... Yeah. He put him just one diagonal space down from my hand. So he was still controlling the stash, but he was not only um, giving me the shot to Han, he was blocking line of sight to Han from his figures. Ooh. Which then meant that, because I think I had initiative or, or something, uh, I, know, I knew I had called the Vanguard, which meant that end around, Han, sh- um, Han shoots Han. I do a couple of damage. Start of next round, I call the Vanguard. The next round, I think I go with Han again and kill his Han. With Ooh, no, that's yeah, with no return fires. And then the hilarious but disgusting part is that he scomps and he throws his head back in in annoyance. And it, as he draws on the yeah. lamb, uh, and, and it's like <laughs> yeah. uh, I was literally saying, just <laughs> on the lamb, mate. But it's like obviously he didn't want to say it, but it's like at that point it's pretty obvious. And yeah. and then from there, um, it went pretty downhill because I was able to pick up strangers who were overexposed a bit and yeah awesome awesome very impressive all right so you're 4-0 four no four no. on round five yeah 4-0 four no. one of four four no's currently in uh, in this in Swiss which I was pretty proud of and that we, we never doubt you Isaac we never <laughs> doubt you for a minute <laughs> thank you very much um so basically the four no's were uh, me uh, two other Han Rangers but these were the Dine activation builds and then Avaras with his weird smuggler build. <laughs> um, mm. So the next one was Pickup Crates, which is, you know, my smugglers love. Um, uh, sorry, Pickup Crates on Icely. And I was paired against Avaras. Ah, indeed. Which I was pre- feeling okay, but he was not happy about the matchup. <laughs> um, indeed. But 
my problem is he has Vinto. Vinto tests smuggles yeah. to pieces. Yes, indeed. And that happened. So I had the exterior side, and he he. I knew that Vinto could move five if if both of our doors was open. He could move five and just tear apart my uh, my smugglers because he had nine activations. So he was going to get the last activation, which is which was annoying. Um, so I think what I should have done is accounted for that and not uh, move them out into the center stashes and wait for going there and try and take the other traits first. It is, I think, what I should have done instead. But at the same time, uh, I positioned my Han so that he would have to leave into a lot of spaces back than Woody would want to stand if he was going to if he was gonna shoot the smugglers. Uh, that meant that he needed to take range 7-8 shots. And he hit his focused one, which is, you know, as expected. Then he hit his unfocused range shot without any searches. It's like range seven shot against a smuggler. Like <laughs> unfocused that, that that is not supposed to happen. There's there is nothing I can do against that. I, that is the brutal truth. If he if yes, he indeed. if he rolls seven range and I'm five away and I'm hidden, there, there's nothing I can do about it. Um, yeah, dude. Then then another vital moment was beginning of the next round, I had Call the Vanguard assassinate positioning. Ooh. Yeah, so I was like, okay, Vinter, you are going down. <laughs> um, but then I had to take the choice. I could either be within three of Hera, because I had a focused ranger. So I could either be within three of Hera to just have that option open, or be next to 3PO. I decided to be next to 3PO because I was like, I, I only need to do four damage on the dice. If I can't do that, I'm a loser. So <laughs> I roll. He rolls block, search, block. or it, it, Basically, uh, he I get three damage through. I re-roll oh my God. three damage. And it's like, what are the odds? It's like, focused rangers are supposed to one-shot each other, and now I can't even do four damage to a Vinto. Yeah, four damage. I mean, not being able to get four damage with three rolls, that's pretty bad. Yeah, and then it was like, he had initiative, so he just ran away with Vinto, and I never got another shot. Mm. Yeah, it, it was uh, an uphill battle, and I ended up losing that one. Well, that that's fine. It's Arvidas, yeah. who we all know is freaking amazing. <laughs> Indeed, he is a, an amazing, amazing player. I've played him on a few times at Wrestleland, and spoiler alert: I played him on day two just for fun, um, and I, that was the first time I beat him. So that was a good feeling. There you go. <laughs> um, always, always nice to feel good. So on to round six. So at this top point, I'm five and one, which leaves me in a pool of a lot of players. You're in four and one. Uh, so, yeah, four yeah, one. sorry, four and one. Uh, my bad. I never got to five and one. I went four and two. So I was just hoping, because I hadn't faced any Imperialists all day. This is a close quarters control the crates mission. I do not want to face Imperials. Nope. And I face Alistair's Vader. The best Imperial player running his Imperial list. Great. Yes, and, and interestingly, he is literally the best... He is the best European uh, Vader player, because it's like... Yes, indeed. Top eight. Uh, he made top eight, and that's as far as any... Or he went further than any other Imperial. Because there were two Imperialists who made top 16. That was um, Alistair and Richard. Uh, Richard was unfortunately mm. taken out in the top 16, and Vader... Not Vader. Um, Alistair lost to Luke in top eight. Right, that and that uh, that Richard is Richard Parks, Royal Rich. Yes, I'll include a link exactly. to his YouTube in the show notes. Exactly, he is. Um, yeah, his YouTube link is amazing. Um, I, I love yeah, the channel. He, he produces 
awesome content. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and sometimes they just do jank, too. It's like um, terror probe droids versus hide gun swarms. <laughs> I just love that channel. Yeah, indeed. Um, but yeah, how the game went was I was able to get a really, really strong range of shot off against Vader with focus mm-hmm. just for the job. Seven damage in one attack. Um, but after that, it was like he was just body blocking against Vader all the time and he was just getting the stashes, so I unfortunately lost the game. It was... Mm. Yeah. Most on range lists have Vader as a good matchup, but in my opinion, Vader is a really, really bad matchup. Well, I think it depends on... It does depend on the map, I think. For me, it doesn't really depend on the map. It more depends on the player. It's like a really good Vader player will be able to know exactly where he wants to place his Vader, whereas a more average Vader player will more, okay, my Vader's really tanky, so I'll move a mate. It's like, okay, he'll move a mate as your third activation. I'll tear you to pieces. I'll shoot you at the end of the round. Most likely get initiative. <laughs> and, and, it's, and it's things like that. Um, so basically, uh, I think that... Imperials is really hard to be against on control missions. The map doesn't matter. Yeah, a really good player will be able to thrive with Vader, regardless of the map. Vader is just yeah. a bad matchup, because I have four solid attacks, maybe five, around. Um, I cannot afford for him... I cannot afford to waste three or four of them on a riot trooper. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Which is something he's going to do all the time. And, and interestingly, when I did my tools for the job focused, or actually it was primary target, shot on Vader with my ranger... If he was next to a right, he would have just ruined my day. I, I think I probably would have conceded that or something if he had played Bodyguard there. Because um, that's like two of my best cards against a riot. God. Yes, indeed. And that would have been disgusting. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I lost the game and Vader is annoying. <laughs> he is. He's too good. <laughs> indeed. All right, so so four and two. Four and two. Are, there were, seven, were there seven rounds? There were six rounds. Six rounds. Okay. Um, but you made the cut. I did. So do you want me to go through how the top, uh, how the top cut um, went Oh, through? that's right. Yes. You, yeah. Right. Qu- quickly go over yeah. that. So how it works. Because it is a little bit different. Yeah, exactly. Um, so how it works uh, or worked is that um, instead of just having top eight, top four, top 16, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, um, uh, we had top 22, which was the top third because we had uh, 65 or 66 players. Um, so top third were advanced to day two, which meant that top third got the acrylic terminals, which, um, spoiler alert for those attending Gen Con and are planning on, oh, wait, is, is your nationals Gen Con or is, uh, North Americans on Gen Con? Um, oh, I think nationals, I think nationals are actually Nova. And Gen Con is North American Championships. I think that's how it is. Okay, gotcha. Um, but for North American, just spoiler alert, they look just like the acrylic mirrored crates, which you probably already guessed. Um, they're really, really nice. I just prefer to have a little bit of difference between my terminals and crates. Oh, good point. Um, so I would probably prefer them to be, you know, maybe uh, an inverted color scheme, like if it was mirrored black like and that. then silvered print or something. I think that would be really neat. Um, Isaac demands some thought with the production of his swag. <laughs> Don't we all? That's <laughs> <laughs> true, we do. Um, Absolutely. Um, so, so then basically, we, you have a top 22. The top 10 after Swiss are safe for the top 16, whereas the next mm-hmm. 22 
fight for the next six spots. Wait, no, so the top 12, uh, the next 12 fight for six. Yeah. And then you have a top 16. Um, so I was spectating a lot of games, um, like uh, Oliver Dewhurst and Paula Boyle went up against each other, two great names in, in the UK meta. Um, Oli Dewhurst is, in my opinion, the best Han Shui player in the UK, if not the world. Um, Gil is a great... Ooh, that's interesting. Gil is, Gil is great, I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, Gil is a great <laughs> player, but um, Oli is just just at, at another level. I, I think that Gil against Oli, I, I would, that would be a match you would you would take a plane ride really to see. really want to watch. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, basically, Paula Boyle made the cut. He uh, lost to Alvarez in the top 16, and um, Richard made the cut because he, um, he made top 22 and stuff. Um, but I was ranked 8th, which is very mm. typically top of the... Uh, four and twos because I lost to Alistair and Alvarez. This and they were your last. They were your last two losses. Like you lost your last two games. So realistically, you're going to be at the very tip top of the the four and exactly. Um, and then that meant that I was going against. I already knew my opponent, which who was Jan, um, an international player um, who was running the Han Ranger Triple Smugglers. Uh, the the nine activation Triple Smugglers build. Yep. And this is like the ultimate test. If I lose this, it means that his list variant is superior. And I can't stand that. <laughs> yeah, indeed. That's right. Um, so what happened was we had pickup crates on... Uh, and six workers on the map on this. <laughs> it is just hilarious. Because at the end of the game, yeah. there was not a single crate left on the map. We just gobbled up not. every single one. I picked up five, he picked up three. Uh, which would you would think that that gives me an advantage? Um, not necessarily. Um, basically, I burnt on the lamb early um, to save a smuggler. Which on this map is a good point. If a, if a smuggler's holding a crate, it's not only a six point swing; it's the six point swing, and I stop my opponent from getting hidden, which allows my Han to shoot him. That's an interesting point. Um, obviously, that meant that I had to be play more conservatively with Han. But it was like he had played amazingly well because he had done something I'd never seen done before. And I've played Han Rangers since, um, since Heart of the Empire came out. Um, he was able to pick up three crates round one. I've only ever been able to pick up two. What he did was he moved Hera three to the door and then opened it and moved one back. That then allowed his three smugglers to pick up crates. Mm. Whereas I use Hera to move my smugglers closer to the door, and then I move her to, the, to my main shooting force. And then um, one smuggler opens, opens the door, moves to the terminal, and then the next two picks up crates. Um, but basically what happened was, um, as I said, I used on the lamb so that he didn't get his hidden from a ranger. That meant that my focused Han, who was Hera boosted, uh, could shoot him. I had six damage. And mm. just remember that for the end of the game, because that is vital. It is vital. So then I got, I finally, all tournament, I got my Wombat combo off by having called the Vanguard, um, uh, what's it called? In the Shadows. I keep forgetting the name. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, and he had interestingly moved Han, he, he had double moved Han to the middle of the map. He had the last activation and he had initiative. It was like he had negation or something, so he knew he had initiative. Um, then I had that, so my ranger. I decided to move to a spot where he couldn't see me anyway, 
just so that, because that's what was better for me, because that did give me options to shoot his ranges later on, whereas his ranges cannot shoot me. Um, I shot him, did like three damage, um, that's not much. And then he took a few, uh, he, he took a while to decide where to go, and he ran, decided to run away with Han, which I think is the right option at that situation. Um, and then basically kind of went downhill from there. Um, my ranger was, I think he was focused. Oh, oh yeah, um, the ranger who had shot Han then became focused up. Um, so then I moved him for um, right, uh, right to the bottom. If you're thinking interior as top, oh right, uh, probably pays to mention that I I had the top interior side. Sure. Um, so basically, what uh, happened was I was able to take out a ranger with one shot, which is good. We had one ranger which he didn't think I could get to. It was like I was confused why he didn't body block. It was like he was focusing it up, turning it up, and I was like. Okay, I'll move forward and shoot you. Um, uh, I might have used assassinate to take him out or something, but um, um, long story short, he did die, which is good. Um, um, but then, um, annoyingly, because I was still, because that um, ranger was still wearing uh, in the shadows, so his rangers couldn't shoot me. It was impossible. But then, somehow, one hero shot and one smuggler shot killed me. It's it's annoying, but uh, I suppose it's fair enough. Um, and then what happened was he was leading, but my Hera was able to move four, pick up a crate. That meant that the next round, Hera moved eight, dropped off a crate. My last smuggler moved eight, dropped off a crate. That meant that I was leading uh, by six points. The only figures he could shoot were 3PO and a smuggler. Ooh. He shot three PO. So at that point, I thought it was game. I was like, "That was a tight one," but I think I've got it. Um, he still activated. He used his rangers, shot three PO twice, and I dodged twice. And it was like, oh. "Whoa!" Yep. <laughs> uh, obviously, I was including the reroll. I think I dodged on the first attack, and then the next oh, sure. attack, I do I rerolled into the dodge. Um, then he moved them back into safety. He started ginning them up, and he, time had been called, so it was like, uh, I knew that, okay, he's got new orders. Uh, but, there, but there was nothing mm -hmm. I could do about that. Um, I moved 3PO there so that he couldn't shoot my ranger. And at that point, my ranger was then gone. Yeah, and then he played new orders, which I expected. He killed 3PO. I was like, okay, he killed him, annoying, but he played Celebration. Oh, no! Yeah, and it... Just basically, my whole world just fell apart. It was just, and because <laughs> I'd already played negation on take initiative, and that yep. is something really important to keep in mind. Um, when you are playing a game, something I do, I did a lot in practice, is I bluff my zero cost cards. And what I mean mm. by bluffing them is, I will try, if it's late game, I will try and make them throw throw um, um, throw negation. For example, one first sure. game against Luke, um, I had a weak, um, not a weak way, I had a ranger who, who one of his weak ways couldn't see him. The ranger was focused. I moved one, two, three, so I was three away from the, the weak way. I played Toxic Dart, and um, just, just because it's like he is, <laughs> the odds of him getting a surge block is slim, and if he does, that's probably good for me. <laughs> um, yeah, indeed. But the main reason was, it was like, it was like, he said, yeah, well, all right, I'll, I'll just negate that. I was like, great, I'll move one back, 
and then I'll play Element of Surprise. And, yes, and it is so important to just remember, if you have a negation, you only have one, one negation in hand. Use it wisely. Yeah. T- to be fair, take initiative is one of the best times to use it, but it does depend on the situation. A lot of people will just, Absolutely. oh, you're taking initiative, I'll just negate it, and then, and then they're like, oh, I'll just use 3PO. I completely, I completely agree with this. I mean, the dropping, it, and DT's talked about this before in, in the inverse, like, you should not take initiative if you can't um, use it to great effect. You should not negate initiative unless you've got to think about, like, not just take initiative, obviously, but also these other swing cards. Han, if you've already burned on the lamp, getting element of surprise is a huge deal. Oh, for right? sure, for sure. And so, yeah, I mean, you've got to think about managing those resources as well. Yeah, without a doubt. And, yeah, so then he killed my other smugglers. He was up by two points, which meant there was only one possible way for me to win. My smuggler needed to be a hero. He needed to move four. And then, at range four, kill that ranger who I couldn't kill around one. And then oh he had to dodge Hans end of, uh, Hans end of round shot against him. Because he was going to... Oh, boy. Because seeing as how I had gotten five crates, he had gotten three, uh, he was going to win the tiebreaker. Um, mm. So, uh, I did it. I had positioning in hand. So it was like, okay, I just need to get four accuracy. With, and with, um, with a smuggler, four accuracy is... It's hard, but it's not that hard. It's like, I need a one-on-one and a search. You can search for accuracy. Yeah, and, and, yeah, exactly. and he wasn't next to 3P or anything, I think. What happened, and I had positioning, so I was like, I know I can get the damage pretty much. So I moved four, uh, shot the ranger. I rolled four damage, three range. Oh. So the ranger survived, and I lost the game. Oh, man. Yeah, it, Dang, that's... <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, it was. And that, that made me see that... I'm supposed to have better cards with um, with Balance of the Force. I, I don't. I have higher cost cards, so I have better consistency of cards. Mm. But that means that he has officers training and yeah and celebration, which I consider the boring but efficient cards. Where whereas Heart of Freedom and uh, in the shadows, I keep, I keep forgetting the names today. Yep. Um, they will just. They will be best in most matchups, most situations, but they, they're not auto-includes. Whereas Celebration yeah, and Officer's Training are great, but I just can't fit them in. So yep, if I stick indeed. with Han Rangers from this moment on, I think I might move over to the triple... Uh, sorry, the nine activation variant. I, I, I'm, I'm yeah. not sure. Um, but I am considering to start trying IG. Because I'm, I'm going at, for two nationals. Um, the... UK Nationals and the Nordics. Okay. Because uh, I've got family in Stockholm and such. Um, so, and I've been playing around with IG um, for a while, and he is a lot of fun. Because um, in my games, I always just focus kill uh, IG immediately. He is my number one yeah. target. Always. Um, but it, it's so interesting what he can do, and... I've never had such a smooth game against an imperialist than with IG Weakways. It's just so refreshing. It's just I, yes, it, I, I've just my my nose just millimeters above water um, when I play yeah. Vader again um, with my heart ranges. But against IG, it's like okay, you're gonna kill you're gonna kill me. Uh, you're gonna kill one uh, one weak way. Okay, 
That's cute. My IG will move to <laughs> shoot you red, red, green. Then I'll shoot you red, red, green. Or my second tech, I'll also choose for the jump with another red, and I'll also assassinate. Oh, look at that. I have oh. blaze. So is and is like, yo. What do you have? What do you have that's alive at this point? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's right. Nothing. <laughs> oh, it's an officer. Okay, I'll take a blue, yeah, blue, exactly. green shot at range 12. Oh, I killed him. Huh, that's weird. <laughs> well, there you go. Interesting. Oh, oh gosh, I know. IG, man, alive. What an incredibly efficient character. He is. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I, I obviously, I wish you all the luck in the world, except I hope you lose all of your games horribly with IG. <laughs> you, re- you resolve never to play him again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, still, awesome. I'm still not sure because... Um, as I mean right now, I'm leaving on a month-long holiday uh, in just under a week, which means um, I'll be I'll be returning beginning of August, which means I only have August to practice for nationals, which for me mm. isn't that much because usually I have more time than a month to practice in for um, to practice in for um, a, a large-scale event. It was like before Worlds, I got um, seven to eight games in a week. Before Europeans, I got seven to eight games in a week. Um, uh, sorry, seven to nine. Um, regionals, same thing. Whereas, as soon as Europeans was done, I was just because I've I've been playing Imperials so intensively um, just since the start of the regional season. And it's like I, when the regional started, I did not expect me to be where I am now. I was like I, I did not yeah, expect indeed. to go to Worlds, do this well as Europeans. It was like, yeah, it's it 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 is such an honor and feel blessed to to have gotten that far and become uh, well known in the community they, that is it is awesome obviously your rise has been meteoric it is going to be interesting I mean before we go on to we are going to quickly shift over to talk about Uskar yes. before we do what is going to be interesting is seeing I don't know what Lothal is really going to do to shake up the meta that much I mean obviously I think that the rebel smugglers Jedi people you know Kanan and Ezra I think they might make a little bit of a splash but not too much Hondo, I think I could see him making a splash. Obviously, we think the Death Troopers are going to be, in my opinion, just kind of more of the same, right? Instead of taking a set of riots or a set of jets, you're just going to take two elite Death Troopers. But that is my, that is my main problem that. With, with the Death Troopers. It's like, points-wise, that is exactly what you're going to do. But And the Death Troopers in themselves aren't bad figures, but they, no. but they need to stand up to the current meta. And it's like, if you have the choice between two Death Troopers and and one group of jet troopers. It's a no-brainer. You go for the jet troopers. See, that's interesting you say that, Isaac, because I would actually... And, and I would probably take the death troopers, but only because I'm thinking about the flexibility given by those power tokens dropping. Mm, um, okay. But I don't know. We'll see. Mm. I mean, realistically, what we need to see is what kind of good guardian, if there's any good guardian cards, yes, right? Because they're yes. trooper guardians, and so... It'll be interesting to see like where the where the power curve brings them. We'll have to bring you on again to see if how you feel after after they've been released and after we've seen a few major tournaments. But yeah, for sure, awesome. All right, well let's uh, let's transition and let's talk about Usker. We've run a little bit over, but we've I, I still wanna I still wanna crack Isaac's brain open a little bit and see. Right, the reason why I say we've run a little bit over is because because of the time difference. It is midnight where I am, and it is what seven o'clock. For in the morning for Isaac, so we have been at this. We have we have we are dedicated, as you can tell. Oh, yeah. My brain is starting to get a little bit fatigued as Isaac's is just warming up. So I still want to talk about Uskru though, mm-hmm. um, just because I think that we could really repay because it's going to be in the rotation for a little bit. Yes, and you know we know that Nahada is going to be rotating out when Lothal comes in. So with that being the case, let's let's talk a little bit about 
specifically Han Rangers on Uskru. So, and the reason why I think it's going to be interesting to talk about this is because it doesn't seem like Lothal is going to do that much to Han Rangers, right? Like, it's just another massive map. And while I don't, it hasn't obviously been quite figured out yet, it's, and we don't know what the missions are, I bet the Han Rangers will be able to survive more or less intact with that being the case. Mm. So, we'll always have to be solving this Uskru problem. So, Isaac, question. You're against IG Pirates. You're going to take the top deployment zone because, you know, everyone now knows that if you're on Devious, that awful, awful uh, the <laughs> diagonal thing in the bottom middle of the Uskru map is just so good in terms of blocking line of sight. So you're going to be on top. You're against IG Pirates. What is what is the game plan? Like, what, what, like how, are you, how are you going to mitigate the advantage that IG is going to have in terms of having all these great hiding spots. Like, where are you going? What do we, what do, we do? All right. Um, so first off, what you want to do against IG is that you want to control him. Um, step one to beating an IG list is controlling where IG is going to go. The best way to do that from the top zone is, especially if it's the pickup crate mission, then you can really take advantage of this. Provoke IG. And by mm. that, if, especially if you have triple smugglers, because um, you, you're going on triple smugglers, there are loads of stashes um, um, throughout, throughout the map. Um, what you want to do is, with Hera, you want to move up Han and a smuggler. Then you ha after that, you have to make the decision for yourself. You can either move up Han to really control, because um, mm. if you move up Han with Gideon and Hera, then you can move four and you can sh ideally shoot his IG. Um, it, that is, if his IG runs right to the right and then starts shooting one of your smugglers. Um, yep. Something I would probably do is move the smuggler. Now, um, that would then mean that your smuggler can get to that center stash, to one of them at least. Your other two smugglers, without any boost, can easily, with just the right positioning, can just get to the other two stashes on your side. That will give you six points round one. Okay. Um, then what you want to do is make sure that Han is focused up. Um, but, I mean, obviously that is a no-brainer, but it, it is a small but important, because some people might say, okay, I want to focus up two ranges. If you do that, this is all null and void. You need Han's threat range to be limitless. Indeed. Um, because if IG starts, and ideally IG would start um, in the... If he's on the bottom zone, he would start in the central, uh, in the central tile. Um, right, um, he would start right underneath the big annoying red cross. Yep. Um, and then what he can do? Of course, he could have Hera move. He could have Gideon move. Who knows what could happen? But on average, he would then be able to move one, two, three, four, five, six, shoot a smuggler. But he would only be able to shoot the far back smuggler. Yep. Uh, and then seven, one down. He's safe. Um, yeah, that makes sense. So he's going to go one, two. Yep, I, I, I see what you're or saying. Or he can move seven, take the close range shot on that one, and then it's like, oh, yay. That means that Han can. And this is why Heart of Freedom is so amazing, because there have been so many games when, I, when I've moved up my smuggler, my opponent thinks that Han can't double tap him. I play Heart of Freedom, I shoot him twice around one. Mm. It is just the best yeah, feeling. Um, but that is one of the best ways to control IG if, and if he do doesn't fall for the trap and he moves to the left then you know he's in the left um, he's not going for my smugglers I do, I do not need to try and take him out 
Uh, well, you, oh, yeah, and, and that was stupid of me to say. Um, you do need to take him out, but um, don't, you don't need to expect that element of surprise. And I mean figurative, figuratively, okay. not literally. Um, <laughs> so Triple Smugglers has a great advantage on the Pickup Crates mission. Um, on the Holder mission. Yeah, was, yeah sorry, the Holder mission. Um, from there, um, if IG moves to the right and decides to, you know, go after, um, go after your smugglers... Because that seems to be the, the it seems to be the the wisdom has been that you do move your people to the right because then as soon as you can threaten to take away terminal control of your opponent by opening his door and just start blasting down whoever you know whoever's holding the terminal or Greedo I've seen mm-hmm. Greedo he camps I, I'm, and I'm gonna have a map of this that I will put in the show notes um, Greedo can camp um, at that juncture that's right to the left of the far right top door yeah. so that he can then shoot down the hallway, obviously, and if, especially if he's focused, that's going to be kind of brutal. <laughs> so there's a lot of threat, a lot of pressure there that can be at the end of round one. Mm-hmm. For sure. Without a doubt. Um, exactly. And if they do that, because um, well, one of my favorite moves with the smugglers is what I call the bait and switch. Um, so that is... Your smugglers, they are two point. They are two point figures that you just that people just throw away. You un, unless they are body blockers, you should not allow them to die unless the, unless they are like soaking up an IG attack when it could have been harm. In, in that case, you're happy they shot the smuggler. But one of my favorite yeah. moves to do is if one of my smugglers is in danger, I will activate him, move eight to another stash which another smuggler already controls. That means that mm. when that spot is safe. My other smuggler, who was on, who's now on the stash as the activated smuggler, will then move back to that to that stash, just to, you know, keep my opponent's options low. But another thing, um, which is amazing with the smugglers, is that if they do go to the right, and say even if you don't get your end of round shut off with Hunt Rangers, the top left, I think, benefits you a little more. And I could be wrong with this, but in my opinion, I think you're right. Uh, uh, top left is a little better um, with triple smugglers exponentially so because um, what what went wrong for Greg was that he couldn't body block enough with triple smugglers mm. you can body block for days yeah indeed and you are happy to trade a smuggler in a focus hidden weak way shot than a ranger and with the top left um part because most likely um, they will go to the bottom right um, just like DT did um, in that case um, in that case you are going to you have to expect the weak ways to you know one two shoot shoot one two one two shoot one two the reason you don't want to go right is that then IG is going to be able to get to your terminal and in your face this at least gives yep, it, gives absolutely. him the choice he can either get into the terminal or your face and just that that question of terminal or face instead of both it, it's a small but still massive massive swing in the game if he has your terminal absolutely and is going to and is going to attack twice with his you know queen of all attacks attack um, that is a way worse situation than if you have a smuggler or even R2 on the terminal. I was like, okay, do you want to go for? Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, at, the, at that point, like, you might be losing terminal control, but realistically, it's like, I need, someone's going to have to die, and it might mm-hmm. as well be your figures who aren't going to be getting off meaningful attacks. Yeah. Um, also in this matchup, Gideon is your friend. 
if you can, and this is an uncommon use of Han, but something that you can do is activate Han early, move him two, shoot someone, most mm. likely kill them, and then move two back. Then at the very end of the round, Gideon will focus Han and move him two, back where he can see someone. And obviously when you that move two back is then into a safe spot where he can't see anyone, they, no one can see him. Yeah, indeed. If you do that, Han, Han is one. Um, most likely you're gonna have you're gonna do that if you have the last activation, so he's gonna be safe. Two, he is gonna throw out a, an amazing shot, which you always like. And yeah, it, it is one of my f- absolute favorite moves to do with Han and Gideon. And it can be a little bit unexpected. Uh, Daniel Perez, who I've talked about before, is the one who beat me out of the Colorado regional and the Utah regional. He used he was running um, a rebel hero list and he used Gideon almost not always but very frequently as his last activation to do that very thing and it was really smart I mean because it's unexpected right it's kind of tough to plan for so for sure um carrier droids carrier droids is not a great ma- matchup against um mercenaries the pickup crate if you have triple smugglers is an amazing matchup because if you can just control where your opponent is and also just have those body blockers to control who they can shoot. That, that, that is basically the two core principles of Imperial Assault, in my opinion. Knowing where your opponent is, who they can shoot. If you know that... Mm, indeed. And it's like, you need to account... It's like, you can't account for urgency every time, but at the same time, it's, it's not a bad thing to keep in the back of your head. It, it, Absolutely. Like... Even hard to freedom. Uh, I played uh, Ben um, uh, last night, uh, well, which for you was two hours, uh, was a few hours ago. Um, but he was running a rebelist. I was running IG Weekways, and he did. He used hard to freedom to catch me off guard, and I was just so happy. He's like, "Yeah, that, that, that's my move. <laughs> <laughs> that's it." Um, oh, that's awesome. Um, but yeah. So all in all, I feel like. This is an, an unpopular opinion, but IG is a good matchup for... An IG matchup in the hands of a good Han Rangers player is going to benefit the Han Rangers player. Interesting. Which it is an uncommon opinion, but at the same time, I think that Imperials is a better matchup for me. So it's like, maybe I just... Maybe just do the exact opposite of everything I do, and you're, and you're going to find those. <laughs> That's it. Isaac just plays weird, apparently. Mm. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, let, then let's talk a little bit about the matchup versus Empire. Now, I, let me just fra- let me frame it this way: the problem with the problem with um, playing against Empire on Uskru is that one of the missions is a control for points, which obviously is something that the Imperials just love, right? Because they can just park their cheap, super defensive, very efficient figures on those spaces and not really have to worry, right? Like you can't you can't put as much pressure on them in terms of doing damage trades, right? Like they can just go park a riot on something and it's like, you want to waste two focused attacks to kill them? Go for it, right? Exactly. And the other problem is, is that the courier droid, you're not getting any points off of objectives, right? So that that's something they don't have to worry about your smugglers putting pressure on you for. So now, with that being the case, what is the approach? And obviously, there's going to be more variation in terms of deployment because it'll be based on initiative. And I'm not totally so. I don't think against a non-range opponent, you might want the bottom side just because it's probably a little bit better. But, you know, like that's just one of those things where it, there, there will be more variation in play. So what's the approach? How do we, how do we handle 
Vader and company on Usker okay. as a Han Rangers player. So, with okay, if you're against Han, without a doubt you want the bottom side. Because um, you can really, again, it is controlling where your opponent can go. Um, the advantage with having the bottom side is that um, you can Hera and Gideon Han, so that he can then move four and shoot. He can do that from the top as well, but the interesting difference is that from the bottom side, um, he can see anyone who stands next to your door, your central door. From the top side, Absolutely. he can't. And that is mm, so big. It is so vital. Because uh, from the bottom side, that means that if, if Vader decides to go to your central door to mess you up, you are going to you are going to get at least two attacks off at him before, but it, of course it depends on initiative because uh, if he has initiative then he's going to move and attack before your end of round shot, in which case you need to keep that in mind. But if you, if you can keep the threat of Han running to the far right really powerful, and it's like this might be stupid, I've never tried it, but maybe like drop your cards accidentally, show two to the top or anything. Um, I, yeah. I don't know, but if you can make your opponent scared and make him run to the far left door, then you can just make sure that your rangers are positioned um, around the central cross, but still to the right side of the map. And then you mm. can like just pull up, put a worthless figure, like a smuggler or something. Uh, did I just say smugglers are worthless? Sorry. I, I must be getting, <laughs> getting stressed. Um, but it's like, um, just keep your rangers... It's it basically common sense. Just keep your range on the opposite side of the map to Vader. <laughs> if, Absolutely. If you can. Sometimes that won't work. Sometimes they will decide to tank. Take those two Han shots in exchange to, for messing you up. Um, if that's the case, if you, have take, if you have any initiative advantage so that you can start round two, if you have any half-decent cards, it's going to be bye-bye Vader. Uh, mm. Most likely, because um, you're going to want to focus Han, round one, to keep that threat alive. And you're going to want to focus the most safe ranger of your rangers. But what I mean by that is, if, Han de if Vader decides to go to your central door and mess you up, you want that one to be the one he needs to expose himself the most for. And by expose, I mean he can't force rush there to then attack, force choke, dark energy, parting blow. Um, you want him to, like perform a f at least a full move action if he's going to get to you, or even move action and extra movement points or something like that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so that's probably the, the biggest point. Um, just to make sure... Yeah, just make sure that if Vader goes after you, he's going to take a beating. And if you trade... And if you trade one Ranger, maybe even two, in exchange for a dead Vader, that is... Congratulations... It's it's a downhill battle from here. Of co of course, if he has if he, if he has twenty million yeah exactly if he has twenty million um, jet troopers in your face, maybe not so much. But um, once Vader's dead, most likely because it's like Vader was Vader took both officer moves to get there. Yeah, and that means that the jets will if he's on the top side he will most likely be around the booth. Um, they, the jets will most likely be around the booth. That is good for you. That means that you can just keep ginning up. Three, um, 3PO can, or Han can run down, maybe take a pot shot at one of them. 3PO can stand next to both of your figures and fix them up. Gideon can help them. Hera can play planning. Smugglers can 
you know, play with the thumbs, something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, block line of sight. Yeah, yeah, block line of sight for melee figures. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, the force choke, I mean, but you, yeah, 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 you're yeah. just you're just eating you're eating up Vader's activations is what you're is what you're trying to do. Exactly, because um, in my opinion, the Vader matchup is the most dicey matchup. Uh, obviously, yeah. amazing positioning, but on you screw, he doesn't have the opportunity to be careful or conservative. If he does. Then you're you're just going to gin up, and it's like, okay, well, if you're going to be that conservative, I'm literally just going to stay in my deployments, and that means you need to take even more time to get to me, and I'm going to get all yep. of my good cards while you wait, and there's Absolutely. nothing you can do about it. Um, so Vader has to rush to you round one. If he doesn't, you are in a good spot. If he does, you're most likely in a good spot. So Vader matchup on this map, I think, is a good matchup, um, especially in courier droids. Because then mm. it's like. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna take your time getting to me. I'll just draw back into my deployment zone and take it slow. Because it's like the, that's interesting. The, there isn't much that Vader can do to hide from you, even if he's like slowly approaching. Or obviously he can take. And it's like if he does go to the. And it's like this is a boring, um, uh, a bit of a boring thing to do. But if he does go to your booth and he's ready to charge through the next round, just move up to the right. It's like. Just keep on the opposite side of the map to Vader unless you gain, unless you have something to gain by staying close, which most likely you yeah, don't. That, yeah, especially on a map like um, Priority Message where with the Courier Droid, where literally all you need to do is just stay alive, right, and, you know, just engage in as favorable trades as you can take. And something I found out to be very interesting against Vader... Always take a look at if they're running Unshakable, because I always just assume, okay, they're running Vader, so they're going to have Unshakable Vader, which means Vader needs to yep. die. If, yes, if, if they're not running Unshakable, the question if Vader needs to die is, well, questionable. If, yeah, if, it's, an un, if it's not an Unshakable Vader, I would probably go after Jets. Absolutely. And just try and I completely. If they're, yeah, if they're not running Unshakable, that means Vader is only going to get at most two attacks per round, but realistically, like, one attack per round, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. And so you, so then his threat value goes way, 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 way down. Exactly, and then it's... Because you need to spend... You, need, you literally need to spend all of your good cards if you're going to take out Vader. Which, which, yep. which is why, as I say, it's a little bit dicey. Because if he rolls double three blocks, yeah, there's not much you can do against that. But if he rolls one blocks and you roll perfectly... There's not much he can do against that. And whereas with IG, it's like he's going to position better. Whereas Vader is not a master of positioning. Especially especially in this nope. map, he needs to get in your face round one to then be in your yep. face round two. Otherwise, Great. he's going to be at such a ridiculous disadvantage. From the top side, you're really at a disadvantage. Um, you're going to lose a whole attack against Vader. And the reason I say you lose a whole attack against Vader is because you can't uh, use your movement from Heron Gideon and then move four and shoot him. You need to double move uh, to get your end of round shot off, which, again, Heart of Freedom is amazing. But um, if Vader has the bottom side, basically the ideal situation for you as a Han Ranger player is starting in uh, the bottom side without initiative, or at least having taken initiative in your hand and hoping that your opponent does not have negation. Uh, that is going to be your best friend. If you have the top side, you still want initiative because the flip side of that is if you start with initiative and have the top side, that's a really, really, really bad situation for you. Most yeah, likely you're not going to have the top side if you have initiative, but still. 
Um, something I would keep an eye out if you have, if you're on the bottom side, is keep out is keep an eye out for the pincer grip. And I just called the pincer grip. I have no right to call the pincer grip because um, um, I've named one of DT's moves that he did against me in a practice game. But what he did was that he ran Vader up one side and all of his jets up the other, mm. which is just disgusting. <laughs> Cause it, yeah, because there's nowhere to go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, of course, you can run into you. In that situation, if your opponent does the pincer grip, the top side, the top side is better, because then you can retreat to your deployment zone and still get your range five shots off. You can't get any range Good five point. shots off from your deployment zone in the bottom side. Mm. So that would be my my thing. Um, hmm. But yeah, uh, against the ADDP, you honestly don't need to be scared. Um, it, even if he gets the unreachable spot, it's like. Yeah, just stand a few spaces to the right. <laughs> the V8 DP, I've, I don't think is is that good on this map. Um, I've played I, I played the DP on against the DP on this map against DT. He tore me to pieces because um, it's DT. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but as uh, some of you know, I'm very against the ADDP. I, I, don't get me wrong, I think that in the hands of a good player, it will be devastating. Like Brandon, for example, is an amazing example of that. Um, yep. But Vader's just bet on so many levels. It, yeah, it, for, for me, it's basically the, the question of if you go for Han or Jakarta. Jakarta Rangers isn't a bad idea. With, with the, right, the right player can really make it work. But it's not as optimal as Han Rangers. That, yeah, that's probably, Han's just such an efficient figure. Yeah, that's probably how I would compare it. And it's like, if you're against any other Imperialist, you like, don't really need to be worried. <laughs> yeah, dude. You're, you're like, what are you doing not bringing Vader? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, I really like that, Isaac. I think what we're going to need to do is probably um, when Lothal comes out, we might have to revisit Uskru if we, if we think that there's going to be some changes in terms of like how the meta shakes it up. But that's really, really awesome. I'm glad to hear how optimistic you are against... IG. I don't run on Rangers, but if I did, that's just what I would always be worried about. But maybe I've just got some form of PTSD or something like that. But uh, And speaking of the fall, um, to be honest, I don't think that what's, what's going to define the new meta is not going to be the new characters, I think. I think it's going to be the upgrade mm. cards. Yes, this new. I think you're right. Yeah, this new extra armor and there's this new vehicle card something about your opponent's deployment zone and deployment, which is very, very interesting. Um, yeah, indeed. I think, I think the meta is going to change. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think it's going to be because we're seeing a surge of Death Troopers or Lothcats being amazing. I was going to say, I definitely don't think that the meta is going to get shaken up that much. I don't think the meta is going to be shaken up that much. And maybe that's just because I think that IG Pirates have just proven their continual dominance, right? Like, mm, in terms mm. of, since Hunters have been released... There was a little bit of time when I think people kind of had a little bit of hunter fatigue, but as people got serious again about you know winning, winning tournaments, yeah. hunters just they have not they have they have not done as well in the United States, mostly because I think that most hunter players have not figured out how to deal with a good Vader player. Yeah, um, you know, and especially once Parting Blow Vader came out, and it turns <sighs> out that a Vader could come in and you know completely kill a set like a deployment of weak ways, like on his turn. That doesn't even account for his end of round attack, right? Like it just became, yeah. Vader just had like such a swinging effect on the meta. And he still does have an incredible effect on the meta in the sense of if you have got a list that cannot kill Vader, you are in a really, really, really tough position, right? Like if you have got no chance of killing, of killing Vader, then you will struggle in tournaments, right? Because you're going to run into Vader and not have an answer for 
like the Vader player is just going to run him right at you, knowing you can't kill him, right? And that is just really, really hard position to be in. But I'm not. I just don't think that. I don't think that Lothal is going to do that much to the meta, just because it doesn't seem like there's anything that's really going to push the hunters off their power curve. I don't think FFG really has any interest in raising the power curve. So maybe if they nerf, I, I, where, where I see the meta changing, is if you know FFG comes to their senses, does something about these hunter, you know, about hunters, and. If that happens, then I think we're in a completely different ballgame with where Lothal's at. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what they do. Yeah. My only problem with that is a lot of people are talking about we should have hunters, we should nerf dodge, we should nerf the care package. It's like, I, on one hand, I agree. On the other hand, yeah. apart from dodge and focus, the hunter meter was created to stand up to the ridiculous unkillability of the... Or survivability, I should probably say. I should probably speak correctly. Um, of Imperials. Absolutely. So if, Absolutely. if they're going to do any changes to dodge focus hunters, I'm going to be pissed um, if they don't do anything about Zillow. That's an... In- I, I, you know, that's interesting that you say that because as someone... I have not played hunters, right? And I have... I've never worried... I, actually, I, I should phrase it like this. Hunt, the Zillow Imperial Unkillable Imperials made it so I couldn't play the box 1.0, right? Like, I could not kill all of the Imperials fast enough. Even if I could sur- make sure that Lando, Jin, and Ahsoka could survive everything, I couldn't kill them fast enough. And that was that was a problem. But since I've gotten a little bit, you know, I, I still obviously want to play, like, something that's off-meta. But that was why I started playing Drakata, because Drakata just eats Imperial Troopers alive. And I've, I... I, I totally get what you're saying, and I do think like something does need to be done about Zillow in the sense of you know if we're going to nerf these hunter cards, we should nerf Zillow, and I think it's easy to do that, right? Like you could uh, say that like Zillow is only you have to exhaust it to either pitch a card or to negate Pierce, right? And you can't you can't just keep pitching cards for days. Yeah, yeah. Um, something like some something like that is I think totally doable. And yeah. would be awesome for sure. But I, I'm I, I'm not as worried about hunter or about um, imperials as I am about hunters. In the sense of I think like hunters just have this warping effect on the meta in terms of like a lot of figures. Like Jin is a great example. I love Jin and I have included her in a lot of lists. But the fact that like she will just get one shot by any hunter, right? Like any hunter can one shot Jin with very minimal investment of resources right in terms of like maybe just a single card or anything like that like that's kind of a problem i i think in terms of and like there's lots of figures like that lando's the same way you know even ahsoka right at 12 health a focus weak way can play tools and assassinate and one shot ahsoka that's kind of crazy right and so i i don't know i've 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 just i've been beating on that horse for a while we'll see what ffg wants to do about it but yeah that that, that is that is fair enough um i i would probably disagree a little bit uh because if hunters get removed, then um, and Zillow gets nerfed, then yes, that does. It does mean that that the damage curve will go down. But at the same time, mm-hmm. the damage curve has definitely gone on, up with hunters. Don't get me wrong. But before b- before this before this meta, we had the spy troopers meta. Yep. And it's like one squad of stormtroopers who then become focused and reinforce. It's like. They they obviously don't even do close to the amount of damage as, um, what's it called, uh, as hunters. But the problem is, 
if Hunters get nerfed, Vader is going to be unkillable, and I the last thing I want to see is a Vader Mater. And, yeah, and, that's and true. And by Vader Mater, I mean Vader being the only playable figure. And, and, and yeah, I don't think he will point. be the only playable, because of course there's the Rebel Box like you have um, masterfully created. Um, but it's like the ATDP and Vader, it's it is going to make the lives the, the lives of every rebel and mercenary player if yeah. if i can't just because then it's like vader's vader doesn't really have anything to lose instead instead of instead of it being and it's it's even going to lose the fun fact of playing vader because i've never played vader myself but but i assume that the fun fact of vader is being able to be a melee list, but still being able to body block, play around a bit with positioning, and then you run in and just tear them to shreds. If you can just be yeah, an absolute good. tank, take a hell of a lot of damage with no repercussions, or sorry, sorry, take absolutely no damage, and you're just still going to dominate everything. That, that that doesn't sound very fun. I totally, I com- I completely agree with that. I should say, I completely agree. I think when I say nerf hunters, what I really mean, because I'm, you know, being a little uh, partisan, is I mean nerf scum hunters. And Fair enough. It, yeah. And that's only because, I mean, obviously, um, rangers are good, and Han rangers is an awesome list. But weakway pirates are better for seven points than alliance rangers are for twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like they're just better. And for, I, I, I highly doubt that anyone can seriously contend otherwise in terms of. No, like yeah, what, yeah. what what we're talking about, right? And with that being the case, I think that what we need to do with scum hunters is just specifically address their power curve. And you know, obviously, I've I my suggestion has been we do something about the rubble care package with scum. Mm. You know, other people have talked about other things, but I'm all I'm saying is like that's just more about like the general health of the game in the sense yeah, of yeah. if. If IG Pirates continue to be the peak efficiency list, right? Not to say that you can't win with other things, but if they continue to be the peak efficiency of lists, I just don't... That That's my concern, I would say. That would be, that'd be my concern. And I definitely don't disagree with you. Um, I definitely think that mercenaries have dominated for... I think that they've had their time. Imperials, yes. Imperials dominated the major for the first yep. two, three years of Imperial Assault. After that, yep. it was mess. It's been mercenaries. I think that's high time for yep. the rebels to get some love. Um, next, Agreed. N- next year, I want I-, I want the winner of the world championships to have a rebel list. Um, so DT, bring a rebel list, please. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh, DT. DT's a mercenary. He just goes with he- whoever can win. So we can't count on him. Well, I mean, us. he did win his first world championships with with Blaze. So. That's true. Oh uh, wait, true. I just I just realized he has technically won two world championships with Blaze. First with Blaze, and then Blaze of Glory. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, that's a dad joke, Isaac. <laughs> hey. Oh, that's awesome. All right, well let's uh, let, let, let's wrap this up before before I get really angry about uh, Scott. <laughs> Isaac, do you ha- do you have um do you have anything else for us? Um, yeah, I do actually have one quick thing, and um, that is I don't think that this is a very well known factor, but Kenny produces just these. Gorgeous skirmish mess for Imperial Assault. So if you haven't already, check them out. Um, I've I've ordered mine. It is the most gorgeous thing I've ever set my eyes on. 
I very much, I very much appreciate that that endorsement, Isaac. They are they are awesome, and yours is going to be yours is going to be very very beautiful. You will you will uh, conquer conquer many people, and you will have that on your face as you do. So can't wait. Awesome. All right. Well, well, we want to thank you again for coming on. We want to wish you the best of luck as you're preparing for the next round of nationals. I am sure, as always, you will do very very well. Thank you very much. Same to you. Uh, we want to we want to encourage everyone again to join us on the Slack channel by sending an email to zionsfinestia at gmail.com. and I would encourage you to support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com/zionsfinest. Again, we want to thank everyone for listening and have an awesome day. <laughs>